felt like I was on casting couch. Well, how did it go? Did it go like casting couch? Yeah, I got fucked. <laughs> oh god, you might have to cut that up. They say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode 16. Part 2, kind of, but not really. Uh, we released an episode, but we had to take down for... Um, for some reasons. Reasons that were well validated, but um, it's it's down now. We're uh, back, ready, rolling with the punches. Ready to record an even better episode 16 for all of you. As always, I'm Chris, here with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you? Uh, I'm liking your optimism there. Um, I'm doing alright. You know, Kyle, I'm very optimistic because we get better with every episode. Wow, look at you today. We get more comfortable, we have more things to talk about. You've had a couple tonight, haven't you? That's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> I've had two. I've had two. Yeah, a couple. But I'm just All feeling right. confident. You know, this is confident, Chris. I went on a podcast over the weekend uh, with my friend, Josh Fenton. Um, Potato Finance is the name of the podcast, which is crazy because I don't know a fucking thing about finance. I just put money in my 401k and, you know, whatever. But he's like big in investing. And I went on that podcast, and it was on camera. So I was a little nervous about that, and I am nervous about that for it to be released. Because I don't think I looked into the camera once. How did this happen? I had no idea that you were cheating on me. I didn't know about this podcast. I don't know. What is going on here? Well, I, I sent it in our doubly negative chat. Um, he had a, he started a podcast. He has a YouTube channel already. Um and he was like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And he listens to ours. He's a friend of the program. So um, he listens to ours. And he was like, hey, you want to come on? We'll talk about like mental health stuff. And you know, we'll talk a little bit about finance. Doesn't have to be too crazy. But more so the entrepreneurial ship of like starting a side hustle. And I was like, yeah, cool. I'll come on. And it was really cool. He's got a whole legit setup with uh, lights, camera. I felt like I was on casting couch. Well, how did it go? Did it go like casting couch? Yeah, I got fucked. <laughs> oh, God. You might have to cut that out. No, leave it in. I'm the one editing it this time. I'm not cutting anything, buddy. Yeah, no, it was fine. It was a lot of fun. It was. I'm excited to see what he does. And I think um, doing other podcasts is a good way to promote our own podcast because, you know, we just share fans, you know. So cross-promotion is always something I'm down to do. Cool, cool. Well, um I know you said you wanted to let me lead on the topic here. Are you ready for that, or do you want to do any more housekeeping? I was born ready. Housekeeping's been taken care of. All right, so yeah, there was a situation that led to the uh, the episode coming down, uh, the, the episode 16, and I would say it would have to be called a misunderstanding, uh, a miscommunication. So that is what I was hoping to talk about today, not the specifics of that situation, uh, because that would be unfair. But miscommunication in general, how it happens, the effects, how it can be avoided, maybe. Uh, yeah. Chris, do you have any, any any jumping off points? I will just lead with, if you have any serious conversation to have with a best friend, a significant other, don't do it over text, because that's where a lot of miscommunication happens. Um there have been many times where I've misread a text and thought it, or I've had a text misinterpreted, misinterpreted, mis cut that out, cut it, misinterpreted, misinterpreted. That's a new word, man. Congrats. Yeah, <laughs> misinterpreted. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid to try to say it again now. Misinterpreted. I've I've had text misinterpreted. <laughs> Okay, so I've had texts that I've said that have been misinterpreted and it's turned into like a whole fight and, and the message behind what I was trying to say wasn't malicious and it wasn't to start a fight, it wasn't to hurt feelings, but that was the way it was taken, either based on my person or how the general tone of the conversation was going. So... Do not have any of these important conversations over text message is my number one piece of advice. 
yeah, that's uh, that, that that was pretty much what I was gonna say. Well, we can end the podcast now. Um, that's that's it. Okay, yeah. Thank you for joining in. Uh, so, so subscribe, download. Don't misinterpretate the things we say. No, no, because uh, um, you know, there's a lot of books that I've never read, but I I know what they're about, and and one of them is Crucial Conversations. Uh, I've heard other other podcasts talk about this book, and that's one of the things they say. They say there's kind of like a hierarchy of ways you should communicate. And if it's important, you don't text about it. If it's really important, you should do it in person. Uh, because something is lost when you can't see each other. Something is lost even on vi- in video call. And, and then, of course, a lot is lost on text message. Um, so so you're absolutely right about that. And then the other uh, one other concept from that book that I haven't read, by the way, is also what you said so you 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 basically wrote that book um uh assume good intentions like in, in general you know if we're talking about your friends your family your coworkers, people usually don't mean to hurt you um but a lot of the times if if we're thinking negatively we can we can assume that they are saying something but but in general, people aren't trying to hurt you, and and that goes both ways. Unfortunately, that's what usually happens with uh, misinterpretations, mis- misinterpreted, tations. Misinterpreted. I like misinterpreted as well. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks when intentions get get misread. But it seems to happen a lot. And I was also thinking we could talk a little bit about how I think that's maybe becoming a, a little bit of a pandemic these days. I don't think I can use that word in this context, but. I bet it's it's happening more now than ever before with with how we communicate these days. Yeah, I feel like a lot of our our communication like happens over text. Like I know me personally, like, like I don't really. I mean, depending on the context, but for the most part, I would prefer if someone just texted me. But like, I've also had friends that I haven't talked to in a while call me, and I'll stay on the phone with them for an hour, and it's fucking awesome. My friend Vic, shout out! You don't listen to the podcast; you're an asshole, but you're still a good friend. Um, but like, I've had like those hour-long conversations with friends, and there's no really like questions there on the tone of what they're saying. I've had I had this conversation actually with my hairdresser the other day, right? So. Let me just break down the situation for you here. I was supposed to have an appointment on a Thursday. I forgot about it. She texted me and she says, are you coming in? And I said, holy shit, I'm an asshole. Like, my bad. I can't come. I'm on the golf course. Didn't mean to do it, but hand up, asshole move. Um, the next week I reschedule and she has to reschedule me because something else happens, right? I believe her. I said, did you do that out of spite? She was like, no, 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 I didn't. Because she's, she's a good friend of mine. We bust, we bust balls. Um, so I'm like, okay, let's schedule something. I need to come in. And she says, um, it would have to be June 19th. I could squeeze you in. No, 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 no. Okay, she says, I'm overbooked. It's to the point where we're going to have to schedule a few appointments in advance. I can squeeze you in at 5.30 on the 11th. But you're going to have to be on time and ready to go. My business is taking off, so I'm trying to keep my loyal clients booked into the fall. And all week, all fucking week, I'm thinking, ah, man, she's pissed at me for that time that I I didn't show up. So when I got there, I got the haircut. Everything was fine. We had our normal gossip. And I said, hey, you a little pissed at me the other day? And she said, oh, no, I was talking to someone else while also responding to you and then also like doing this other thing. So it's easy to let like other things happening in your immediate life as in in person work, whatever you're doing, affect the tone of your text, which can then make that person on the receiving end of the text feel like you're pissed at them or not wanting to talk to them. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I wouldn't have thought of. Um and you're making me think that the whole actually we could even just talk about texting in general because there's so many different situations man like you just made me realize um okay i'm in a different time zone than you now right um and so like half of the people i talk to are on the other side of the world and a lot of the times what happens is i wake up once 
uh, to piss because I'm an old man at like five or six a.m. for me. Um, yep. I, I there's a lot of times I've gotten messages from you at that time. And I'm like, wow, he's up late, but it's just you going to the bathroom. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just me being an old man and checking my phone like an idiot. By the way, you're not you're not supposed to do that. But hey, I do it. Um. And, I, I I think I not to yeah like very off the subject here but i do a very good job if if i wake up to pee i will close my eyes and walk to the bathroom yeah. sit down to piss no shame in that i'm not in the i'm not in any shape to aim i'm not turning the lights on i'm not opening my eyes sure. and then i'll close my eyes go back to bed not open them because i don't want to get distracted because every time i look at my phone during those moments i'm up yeah i think i'm gonna I think I'm going to make a mental note right now to stop that habit because the reason I'm mentioning this is one of the things that happens to me fairly often is I'll uh, I'll read some text messages. So now the notification is gone, but I'm also in a sleepy state. So when I wake up for real, you know, a few hours later, I've completely forgotten about the text messages and I won't reply until either somehow I remember or I go back into that conversation or the person's like, hey, why didn't you reply? And um, in general, I'm not a person that does that. I usually reply pretty quickly. Uh, but that's one situation where I've completely forgotten to reply to people. And sometimes it's important. So that's even a form of miscommunication, too, um, because that kind of makes you look like an asshole. Yeah, like, oh, is he too busy? Oh, Mr. Ki- Mr. Kyle over in Bali. I mean, I mean, he's too busy having fun to deal with me. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so one thing I've done... Uh, and you can't do this on all platforms, but I've turned off red receipts on WhatsApp. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because you can do that on the iPhone where you can see that someone read it, right? So I feel bad. So I get severe anxiety, right? So I'll be in the middle of something and say like me, you, and Jake are talking. And then I'll see the text or like even if it's a voice message or like Jake throws up something cool that he put together for the show on the drive – I'll see that he did that because in my head, I hate seeing the notification bubble, so I have to get rid of it. So I'll look at it, and I won't be able to respond. And the whole time I have the phone in my pocket, I'm thinking, I don't want him to think I don't appreciate what he just did, or I don't want to respond to the message that was just sent. I just don't have time to actually listen to what was sent. So I have anxiety the whole time. I think this is going to be something that many people can relate to because I know exactly what you're talking about, and... um so when I turned off red receipts for WhatsApp, I'm going to turn them off for, for everything I possibly can. It was twofold. It was because I don't want people to think that I'm reading and then not responding. And then also, I don't like to know when people read and don't respond because um, the last relationship I was in, she had a real habit of doing that. And it would make me feel what you're, you know, I would make me feel unappreciated and shit and, and blah, blah, blah. And and it's just the less information, the better. You know, this makes me think of that. Um, there's that documentary, The Social Dilemma. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen it yet. I probably should really watch that because I've heard nothing but good things. But I'm too nervous to watch it. No, it's excellent. And uh, one of the main points is how the creators of these platforms, you know, Instagram, WhatsApp, all, all of these social media things, they purposely implement features to make it more addictive and to make you spend more time there. And I think red receipts and things like that are probably causing a ton of anxiety from people in situations exactly like this. You send the message and then how often do you go back in to see if they read it? You know, you're like, did they read it already? They're not responding. And and sometimes you get this feeling like maybe they responded, but I didn't get the notification. And it makes you go back into the app over and over and over. And I've had that situation so many times. I just want to stop that. So so turning off red receipts was one thing. I'm like, I, I don't need that information. I don't want that information. It's not good for me. Yeah, and some people use the red receipts as a tool to make other people feel shitty. You know, like if you're in a fight with someone, I, I'm sure there are people out there that have turned on red receipts while they're in a fight with someone just so they can leave them on red and not answer for a while and make them even more upset. Like people use it as a tool against each other. Absolutely. Or to have this like, oh, they're so busy. Like to to have like this certain image of themselves being like too busy to deal with their bullshit, whether it's a fight or not. It's just, it's shitty. 
Yep. Uh, man, there's so many different ways to go off this. So there's two I want to talk about. I want to I want to mention them just so I, I can put a pin in it and come back to it. One is something that you've already touched on, which is um, how the the crux of the miscommunication essentially can come from your own feelings about yourself and others. So so it's an internal problem. And then the other one, ah, damn it, I already lost it. <laughs> it's already gone. Well, maybe it'll come back. But um, no, we can talk about that first point a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you mentioned your hairdresser. You know. It came from you, right? You were thinking she was mad at you when, when really there was no reason for you to think that. And I, I think that's usually what's going on because – so you know, I'll have um, conversations with like, you know, uh, like, like a girl I'm dating now, for example. Um, there will be a situation when, you know, I, I say something, then she says something, then I say something, and then she says, thanks, um, just thanks. Right. And, and that inherently is a nice, polite thing to say. It's a, it's thank you. But when you read just the word thanks in a text message, how does that come come across to you? They're trying to end the conversation. There's nothing else they want to add. They're trying to get out of this. So they haven't added anything else. <laughs> yeah. And isn't that like, that's a whole bag of worms or whatever the phrase is just for a, a one word response. And it's like, Man, that's I'm doing that to myself, right? So if I read thanks and I'm like, oh shit, she doesn't like me anymore, she doesn't want to see me anymore, it's like, what the fuck? How is that? How can you read that much into one word? But I do that every day, and I think many people do too. Yeah, because there are a lot of times where you're having a conversation, and the only thing that you can respond to that with is something that's very minimal, like thanks. You know, like oh, thanks unless you're to branch off on another topic. So this happens to me a lot where someone will say something to me and it only warrants a very short response, right? And I won't add more to that response because I don't want to think them to think that I'm brushing off what they just said and trying to change the conversation. And uh, often, often no response is warranted at all. And, uh, I had a few fights, I had a few fights with my ex-girlfriend in, in this type of situation where, like, literally, I would make a, a joke, and then she would say, ha ha ha, and then I read it, but I didn't respond, and she freaked out on me. She, she said, why aren't you responding? I have nothing to say to ha ha ha. What should I say to ha ha ha? You have to manufacture another thing another conversation for you guys to go off of and sometimes you're just not ready to do that and that 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 happens all the fucking time dude even in my marriage it happens where it's like oh are you all good you good and it's like no i just i just didn't know how to respond to just haha i thought you were mad because you only said haha well i wasn't mad i was just laughing at your joke so it's like texting is just it makes it so tough to i don't know just like understand what both people are thinking another thing as far as like the hairdresser conversation we just had it's all circumstantial right so if i had gotten that same text the same last text that i read right would i have thought she was angry with me if i had not shown up to the previous appointment who knows yeah so it's all circumstantial so it's just it's so hard to judge the mood like if you're not seeing that person that person's facial expressions like hearing the tone of their voice cuz that all matters in communication with somebody yep and something i just realized while you were talking is texting is a very unique form of conversation because there is no clear end to a conversation when you're speaking when we when we finish this call we're going to say nice talking to you goodbye when you write a letter to someone or an email, it's finished when you finish reading it. But with texting, it's over when somebody stops responding. So somebody is always going to have to stop responding. And that is always a situation for someone to feel bad because they didn't get responded to. That is so fucked up, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, um, Hypothetically, a text conversation never has to end. You could just keep saying, ha, 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 what are you doing, da, 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 da. 
that's so messed up, isn't it? It really is. And you know what's crazy, too? Because I remember, like, okay, so if we're going to go back when we were younger, we were kids, AIM was a thing, right? When I was ending an AIM conversation, I would say, gotta go, bye, and sign off. And that's because there was something showing that I'm physically signing off my computer. Now that we have these phones in our pocket, we're not signing off of anything. That thing is always with us. Right, right. But you can't just keep these conversations going forever. Like, when's the last time you said, like, other than, like, when you're talking to, like, say, for example, me in a different time zone, going to bed, I'll talk to you tomorrow, right? Like... For the most part, that never happens. Even even with me talking with people that are in the same time zone as me, I'll just go to bed. I won't say, hey, go to bed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Right, because there's this... So at some yeah, point, that conversation I, ends. Yeah, and I, I guess if you really wanted to minimize all miscommunications, you could do that every time, but that's kind of weird too, right? Yeah, it seems weird. If someone were to say, hey, dude, I'm going to get going. I'll talk to you later. It's like, you're going to get going. Where are you going? Like, your phone's right. on you. Right. It seems like they're, they're trying to abruptly end that conversation because they do not want to talk to you anymore. But that's not a bad thing necessarily, especially like on a phone call. But for some reason with text, it's uh, it's a thing. If someone were to say that mid-conversation during the day, I'd say, oh, all right. Okay, yeah. All right, bye. Talk to you later, I guess. Yeah, and... um. And there's this expectation that we are available all the time because we kind of are. And and the other thing is, too, like, no matter who you're talking to these days, there, there's almost no exceptions anymore. People are always on their phones, and they are always available. But you don't always want to respond to stuff. So you're always available, but kind of not always available. It's this strange gray area. Yeah, and, and the thing that's crazy about it is, too, even though we shouldn't think this way, it's kind of selfish to think this way, but, oh, they don't want to make the time to respond to me because I know their phone's on them. They just don't want to make the time to respond to me. I'm not important enough for them to put aside what they're doing, no matter how big or small it is, for them to respond. And I've gotten shit before for this in group chats. I've gotten shit like, oh, you're, you're not really present in the group chat. Like, what's going on? It's like, oh, I've just been like, you know, being present in my, you know, non-virtual life, you know? Yeah, and, and now I'm thinking of um, a, a situation that comes up very often in dating, especially when people aren't so mature, they're not so skilled in communication. But, uh, you know, I talk to a few different guys that are also single and stuff, and, and we share our stories and whatever. And it's really, really common for especially a younger girl to not text back for a long time. It's, it's very common. And then you actually meet them in person and they're on their phone the whole time. So th this is exactly what we're talking about. It's just uh, it's 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 happening to you instead of you doing it, right? And you do get that feeling. You're like, oh, okay. Here's the worst thing, right? The worst thing is that people don't really have this type of conversation, Chris. We we don't really talk about how we're available but not available. They'll always make some sort of excuse, or, or most of the time they'll make some sort of excuse, like, oh yeah, I didn't have my phone, or blah 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 but you always know it's not true because then you when you're with them they're on their phone all the time right yeah like no questions asked their phone is in their hand or in their pocket or if you're out to dinner on the fucking table waiting for it to light up yeah so i don't know if i'm being redundant here but that that is a very common situation especially in dating or something you guys don't respond to each other and it is it is on purpose sometimes, right? And actually, we, we talked about this. 100%. Yeah, we talked about this. It is it is a strategic tactic sometimes. Ah, this whole thing is so fucked up. And it works. And it fucking works. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's another jumping off point, too, I wanted to mention. In every relationship for texting, whether it's friendship or, or romantic or coworker, 
there does seem to be a power dynamic of you you will notice one one of you is going to text back more often and and in a quicker uh response time usually right and sometimes if you're both cognizant of that you you're like oh fuck this he always takes longer so so you punish him or something i don't know is that fucked up am i being too weird right now but that does happen right 100 percent. i mean when me and my wife weren't together and i was back in the dating game someone that i was talking to at the time was like oh you text back really quick and it's like well yeah i mean i'm talking to you i enjoy talking to you um i have my phone on me and i saw it and i responded i'm not gonna play the game i don't like playing stupid games but I would do the same thing where I was like, oh, she took too long to text me back. I'm going to wait at least that long plus a half hour. Yeah, yeah. And because, oh, man, this is so complicated and deep. But because what does it communicate about you, uh, especially if you're dating or something, that you're you're always responding right away? It, it means it means that she's the most important thing in your life, even if you're just dating. So obviously you want to avoid that. Yeah, I would say you want to avoid that. Um, so I have a problem where I um, I try to stay off of my phone. And a lot of people get like upset with me because I don't answer right away. or But I don't have any notifications on my phone. So when my phone's on silent, a lot of people have theirs on vibrate. Mine doesn't vibrate. I don't have it vibrate. I'll see it when I look at it. I don't want something to say, look at me, look at me. So I just have it there for when I choose to look at it. I don't, because I know if I get that vibrate, I'm going to look immediately. I do the same thing and I don't actually understand the vibrate thing. What is the point of that these days? No, it just bothers me. And, and people look at their phones so much that you really don't need it to vibrate. Like, you'll check in 20 minutes tops. Exactly. Yeah. I remember having this kind of conversation with so, Steve. I, uh, sorry to cut you off there. Um, no, we ahead. were discussing this um, this anxiety of... What if I'm not available and something really bad happens? What if someone's trying to contact me and they can't because my phone is on silent? And I remember thinking, like, that's valid, but how often does that really happen? And also, like you just said, you look at your phone very often anyway. So, yeah, I don't know if that is valid, actually. No, it definitely is valid because that's the thing about those situations where it's vital that someone calls you. It doesn't happen often, but when it happens, you want to be available. So, like, I don't know. For example, I mean, this might be a stupid example, but uh, Texas during that winter storm. You could relate that to someone not having their phone notify them when something bad happens and they need to be attentive immediately right it never happens so why do i need to be prepared for it right well texas wasn't prepared for the winter and look what happened shit went crazy over there and a lot of bad stuff happened why because they didn't think they had to prepare for it that's an extreme example but it's something you can tie to the whole it never happens so why do i need to have my phone on vibrate well when it does happen if you don't have your phone on vibrate and you aren't notified, things could be much worse. No, yeah, that is that is a good point. So, do you have your phone on vibrate? I mean, uh, on on silent for everything. Like, if you get a call, are you are you not going to see that? Not going to see it. Me either. I'm okay with it. <laughs> call, text, Instagram. There's no vibrate at all. It's just I'll get a notification, and even if like say like I'm browsing my phone, if I get a text, I won't get like the banner. And it won't vibrate. So, like, sometimes I'll, like, be lost, like, watching. Like, for example, I was watching the Euro game, France versus Germany, on my phone today. And while that's on, that's 45 minutes of me just watching that game. I have time. I put the game off, and I check my phone, and I'll have, like, 20 text messages. So I have no idea anyone's messaging me. Man, I, I got to say, I think the risk is worth it in that situation. And 
I can't help but compare it to earlier times before texting was a thing and before we had phones, right? Like it, we would only have landlines. So if you go out, you're, you're essentially dark for several hours. And that used to be the reality of everyone every day. And we managed. And uh, yeah, there's going to be, like you said, there's going to be a rare snowstorm in Texas or there's going to be a rare emergency. But I think the cost of being a slave to the vibrations and all that is worse than the uh, benefit of being available all the time. I, I completely agree with that. And you know what's fucking crazy? Like when I first decided like, okay, I'm not getting notifications on my phone anymore. I don't want it to vibrate. And I've been like this for a couple of years now. Um, this isn't like a new thing for me. I've always been mostly a non-notification guy. Um, when I first turned off the vibrate on my phone, I would still feel like phantom vibrates on my phone in my pocket, even though I had it turned off. Did you ever get that where like you felt your phone vibrate, but it didn't? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's just, that's just crazy to me. I don't get those anymore. Like ever. Me too, man. I'm, I, I think I mirror your experience exactly because I, I've also been a, a no notification guy for at least a year, maybe more than that. And I also uh, used to have those phantom vibrations, but I, th I think we've, I think we've conditioned ourselves off of that because the vibration doesn't mean anything to us anymore because that's not part of our life anymore. Yeah, it's just, it, 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 it does feel good to not be a slave to like, oh, my phone vibrated, I have to check it. Because like I said, even me having like the notification bubble on my screen drives me up a wall. So I'll check it regardless, even if I don't care what the notification is. Like for instance, Facebook, I don't check Facebook. I don't go on Facebook at all, but I have the app on my phone. So if I see a notification bubble there, I'll open it, look at my notifications, refresh, close it just to get that bubble off my screen. Right, right. Uh, so when I first got my new phone like a couple years ago, uh, it's a Galaxy 10, and it had this really cool feature where it has this little light at the top of the phone, and it would be like blue for like Facebook notifications, for example, or like green for text messages. So it was training me to be more excited for the green message, uh, the green light or whatever. And I, I even noticed myself like, because these devices are training us. We're becoming like like dogs or something. Pavlov's dog. You know? Dog. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and luckily for me, I dropped my phone like a week after I got it, and that light was broken, and it's still broken. My, my phone has been – I've had a cracked screen for years. But uh, I, I think that that little light was uh, – yeah, this all this stuff messes with us. If you get a new phone, you need to break the light intentionally immediately. <laughs> if I will. not sooner. I will, yeah. And and that's a funny thing too cuz I always, you know, everybody wants a new phone and all that, but there's there's a lot of people that like purposely get old phones that have less features and stuff because they want to be they want to be aware of this stuff and careful with it. And I think there's a lot of uh there's a lot of value to that. There might be a point to that. Yeah, it's like like he's, like we were talking about Pavlov's dog. You feed ring the bell, feed the dog. Ring the bell, feed the dog. Ring the bell, don't feed the dog, it's still salivating. Why? Because when it sees the bell, it salivates. When you see that green message, you get excited. Yeah, yeah, and you can even or seems the Yeah, you can even it. try to ignore it too, right? Like you see it and then you're like, ah, well I'm not gonna open it right now. But it's still on your mind. It dude I'm it sucks, but like it wait if I have a message and I know it's a text message, I feel like I have to like I wanna know like what what's being said. And it's not even like a oh, I think something urgent is happening. It's just what's going on especially if you're excited to hear from that person and you're like what is it what is it what is it and that maybe maybe you don't even look at it for an hour maybe you purposely don't look at it or maybe you can't look at it and then you open it and it's just like haha oh yeah it's a roller coaster it's the same thing with like those dating apps right it doesn't say like oh this person matched with you i mean i think hinge does i don't remember but i know like tinder or, like bumble it's like you have a new match check it out they make you open the app and get to it to see who it was that matched you, right? So, like, if you were just, like, furiously right-swiping on an app, you wouldn't be as excited if you saw a name come up and you're like, ah, oh, I remember her. She's not too... She wasn't really my cup of tea. You know? They make you open the app first to check it out. 
So, oh, you're open the app. You're here. You might as well do some more swiping. Maybe upgrade your account. What do you think? Oh, uh, dude, if if you're on those apps, you gotta turn the notifications off. There, there is nothing worse than being on a date with someone, and their phone just keeps going. Boom, you got a new match. Boom, you got a new message. Boom, you got a new match. It's like, what the fuck? It does not look good. No, I, on both ends, because because that could happen for you. But I'm I'm also talking about like you know, because usually when you're together, your phones are in view, and then if you see someone's phone and they just keep getting notifications like that, like, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, when I when I was uh, single and using those apps, I made sure to turn those notifications. Well, did I turn them off? You gotta, man. Remember. You gotta. I really don't. Yeah, because that's just not a good look. Even though that person is also getting notifications, it's not in your face. Yep. Because you would feel horrible if it was the shoe was on the other foot, and you're seeing like Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, all these notifications, and you're sitting there on a date with them. It's like, ugh. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, and um, I hope it's not redundant, but going back to the earlier point uh, about the creators of the, these apps, you know, you said uh, you get the notification, then you open the app. That is the goal. Um, their whole goal is to keep you on the app as long as possible because they're selling... Uh, they're selling user screen time for advertisements. So, so the longer people spend on their apps, the better. The more they, the more often they open the apps, the better. Uh, so, so it's all designed to addict you more. And, and you can think of uh, these apps in terms of like the benefit they give you, and the time you spend on them. Right. So, so how many times do you really need to open Instagram? What are you even doing on there? You're, you're looking at your messages and then you're looking at the feed once in a while, right? But a given person might open Instagram a hundred times in a day these days. And um, a lot of that is not even conscious. It's just you look at your phone and then you open the app. You you go to another app and then you open the app. And uh, you, you got to be aware of what that's doing to you because it's, it's ruining attention span. And I, I, I mean, I know I've said this before. Sorry to repeat myself, but... Watching movies, reading books, you, you just find yourself with less attention. You, you, you can't stay focused for long, and uh, it's, it's dangerous. No, yeah, it really is. And you, you see yourself going, I think you might have mentioned this, maybe you mentioned this in the episode that is no longer, um, but like you have like a routine. It's almost like you have like these apps that you, every time you open your phone, you check these apps, and it's almost in the same order every time. Yes. Yeah, I talked about that in my Singly Negative podcast, which is only on Patreon. Okay, yeah. yes. Oh, you know what? I must say, fantastic episode. It was a great look into, you know, how your brain's working. And I know we talked about it a little bit because I've recorded two episodes to put them up. You started one. But, like, when you sit in a room and you just start like talking to yourself out loud because that's really what we're doing right we're talking to ourselves out loud and you find yourself answering your own questions you uh part of you feels a little bit insane doing that i did anyway did you feel like that yeah i i felt like a little like i feel i wouldn't say crazy because i know why i'm doing it it's not like i'm just sitting in a room like okay I'm going to talk to myself like we're both doing it for entertainment purposes, but like I'm getting more out of it. Like I'm not just doing it for like, okay, maybe I can get some more people to subscribe. Like I'm doing it because like, well, maybe at first I started out doing that. Like, oh, I'll do it. So just to add more content to put out there. But like now I do it like I look forward to it because I really am navigating my own thoughts and I'm talking to myself and working out things in my head. And I, I, I caught you doing that a few times in the solo episode you did where you were like, why do I think this way? What was I doing? Oh, oh, maybe I'm just, you know, like you, you caught yourself and almost answered your own question a few times. Right, right. Yeah. And um, well, first of all, thanks for saying that. And uh, and you too. Your your episode was also great. It was, uh, you know, for for these Patreon episodes, we, we feel a little bit more free because there's less people listening. So so we get really deep and dark and uh your your story at the end of that was pretty pretty crazy pretty mind-blowing uh so yeah it was well worth listening to but to go off what you were saying um 
and, and also actually we wanted to talk about meditation more. I remember we started talking about that at the end of last episode. And the reason I say that is because it reminds me of meditation. And it's so weird because in one way, it's actually the opposite of meditation because a lot of the time when you're meditating, you're trying to, you, you recognize the thought and then you let it go, right? You recognize the thought and then you go back to the breath. Well, in these solo podcasts, we're recognizing the thought and then we're trying our best to hold on to it and even follow it to its logical conclusion. So it's the opposite mechanism, but the same thing ends up happening because the goal of both is to resolve thoughts and emotions because uh, all day long we have these thoughts and emotions that we're, we're not resolving. And in meditation, you resolve them by, by your mind kind of cleaning itself out. But with the podcast, you're getting to the bottom of what you really want to say. And, uh, and you can kind of finish thoughts that were always unfinished in your mind. And I, for, for me, that, that, that episode I did, um, there, there was a few thoughts I, I had that I think I kind of resolved. And I'm thinking about them less now after doing that episode. So it was really cool in that way. Yeah, and like you learn a lot about yourself. Like you said, it's the, it's the opposite of meditation, but it has a similar end uh, result. Um, but I feel like, who knows? I, I mean, it's kind of like... Um, when we say like, oh, write down your goals. Cause like you write things down, you put them out there, you talk to someone about it. They're out there. Someone knows about it. You're accountable for it. Now we're talking into a microphone, recording it for the internet and we're putting our thoughts out there and resolving them. So I don't know where the f I was going with this. I had something and I lost it, but I was going somewhere with that, Kyle. I promise you don't have to edit this out. <laughs> But I was going somewhere with that. Well, that's what what kept lost. happening to me on the the solo podcast. I kept forgetting what I was even talking about, and I, yeah, it just goes off in this this strange rambly way, and you kind of end up going back to the point, and you, you don't have help. You don't have I don't I don't have you there to be like uh, to bail me out when I get lost. So you're just you're just deep in the woods, hoping you can find your way home. Yeah, I mean it's it's just us chaining together a bunch of thoughts that may not be related. Or we may initially not think they're related, but they all are kind of related in a way. And taking all of those unorganized thoughts to get to the conclusion helps you organize those previous thoughts. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's actually really cool because it is you thinking out loud, but you also do know that you're doing it for a purpose. You're doing it because you're trying to say something worth listening to. You're hoping that people are going to listen and you want to you wanna not waste their time. So you're not just thinking, you're not just, you know, letting your thoughts wander aimlessly, but that is kind of what happens anyway. Uh, it, yeah, it's really interesting. I, I enjoy it. I'll, I'll definitely do it again. Good. Uh, I look forward to you doing it again because, and it better be weekly too, because that, that's, that's like on my list of things to, to listen to now. Um, so I look forward to next week's edition. No pressure, but like, I like, I, I like listening, to, like, obviously, like, we're doing a podcast together. I really enjoy talking to you. I also really enjoy listening to you navigate your thoughts by yourself without me adding anything in. Yeah, yeah, you too, man. It's uh, it's interesting. Do you Have you found yourself, like, having, like, certain days or, like, certain experiences happen and you're like, oh, I kind of want to go record so I can talk about this. Has that happened to you at all? Because it happens to me all the time. Like, I had a really shitty day today. Not even a shitty day, but like a few things have been just like weighing on my mind lately and I've been very angry about them and I wanted to like so badly just record and put these things out there and just get them off my chest. But I, I essentially ended up not doing that because I didn't know if it would be a good idea. Well, why not? Go ahead. What, what's the – there's no downside. Yeah, I mean we'll save it for the Patreon. If it's still bothering me tomorrow – I'll uh I'll go ahead and speak on it. But, you know, my um personal life has changed significantly in the past I want to say month. Um and it's everything's changed for the better, I think. Um I mean, I touched a little bit on it in a podcast with you i think maybe it was two episodes ago where i was talking about how me and my wife getting back together and i have some people that are mad at me but um i've had a lot of time to reflect on everything and the actions of all of these people 
and um, I'm feeling a lot better about things. Okay, uh, I think you're. I think you got to go on a little bit, if you can. I think I'm. I'm teasing it for the. I'm teasing it for the Patreon. Ah. I'm teasing it because I don't want to put this out there. I don't want to give people the satisfaction. Yeah, and and maybe it's a little too shocking and controversial for the public airwaves. Some might say, yeah, some may say that. Not even, you know, shocking and controversial. It's just, it's very personal to me. And I think that episode that we released, it was extremely personal. I think I was legitimately, like, crying at one point. Tearing up, not crying, okay. So it was a super personal episode for me. Um, But I don't regret it. I think it's something that needed to be said. And honestly, I see these episodes like we mean you have these conversations. Even if we had zero listeners, I would still want to do them because they're they're very therapeutic for me. For sure, yeah. And this makes me think of something else too. Um, I told you about a little situation that I had where um, we had a new Patreon subscriber. Thank you, uh, Melvina. <laughs> um, Thank you, Melvina. Where there was something I said that was really personal. And um, it was the blog post, right? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't I didn't really want some people to to know this. But um, some people ended up knowing it. And part of me was embarrassed, ashamed, uh, felt guilty, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, I realized that's good. If people want to know you and you let them know you, that's good. It's. I don't think it's ever a bad thing to have more of your honest thoughts out there, um, because if that's gonna if that's gonna jeopardize some sort of relationship or friendship or something, then that should happen sooner rather than later. And if it doesn't jeopardize it, it could make it stronger. And um, I, I think that's what ended up happening. So, um, yeah, that was a that was a positive thing. Exactly, because. If if you putting out your honest thoughts and feelings is going to jeopardize a friendship, relationship, what have you, are those friendships or relationships worth having? Or are, they, are they the ones you want to have? Because for me, the answer is no. Exactly. And and that's a concept we were talking a lot about in the, the unreleased episode uh, about how sometimes we purposely don't let people know us. and uh, And that doesn't usually end up working out so well in the long run. So, so yeah, get it out there, right? Yeah, and I mean, I there's been multiple times where, like, we've recorded and then, you know, sent it off to Jake to edit. Shout out to Jake. Hope you're enjoying your vacation. Um, and I've felt, like, nervous about things I may have said. But, I mean, in the end, I just, I refuse to listen back to the episodes because I don't want to have that feeling of nervousness. And I just think... What I said is what I said in that moment. That's what I was feeling in the moment. I have no reason to be embarrassed or feel regret over it. It's out there. And whoever has a problem with it, that's your problem, not mine. Because I didn't have a problem with it. Or I don't have a problem with it. So that's how I kind of feel about things we say. And I I know exactly what you were feeling when you were talking about like feeling embarrassed, like regret. Like, was I too vulnerable in that blog post? But it's... Once you get through that, like, cause it's happened to me multiple times and now it like doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. It's a great exercise in, um, in, in communication, what we're always talking about. And there, there is one caveat where we do have to be a little bit careful. And this is something we've already addressed, uh, in the gang gets critiqued, uh, and in other ways, you know, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. You do have to be careful with your words but as long as you're saying what you're saying with good intentions and just trying to express yourself, then hopefully it never backfires. Exactly. So we can tie this back to what we talked about in the beginning, having the miscommunication over text, right? And that miscommunication leading to an argument. So if you explain your intentions behind what was done or what was said, you know, you should be able to come to a resolution rather quickly. Uh, as, as long as your communication and your relationship with that person is good enough, then yes. Yes, exactly. Like, you should be able to tell that person, hey, sorry that you took it this way. You have every right to feel that way. 
what my intentions were were this i didn't want to hurt your feelings can we move forward that should be something that is widely accepted because i feel like there's been a lot of times where i've had conversations with people where i was maybe a little insensitive unintentionally or not even insensitive but like said something that came off the wrong way and i've explained to them listen i can see why you felt that that's not how i meant it this is how i meant it and then them still be pissed afterwards has that happened to you absolutely and i was just about to say something like that yeah um someone recently asked me like what what's something that can make you angry and i had to think about it because i'm really not an angry person um i I don't express anger very easily but but one thing that does make me angry is when someone is when there's a miscommunication and someone does not want to resolve it they want to stay mad and they don't want to get it out in the open and i'll even try my absolute hardest i'll explain my intentions i'll explain what happened and then they'll just say yeah fine fine no problem whatever let's just talk about something else that irks me to no end man like if there is an elephant in the room i got to talk about that elephant uh if it's if it's a close friendship or a relationship or something like that it just it really pisses me off when somebody wants to deny the elephant and pretend it's not there yeah cuz you know that elephant is in the back of their head even if they pretend there's no elephant there and that kind of ties back into the situation that i'm i currently have where I tried to address these things and, you know, the people didn't really want to hear it, didn't want to hear my side. They're already stuck in their ways. And that's when I kind of decided myself like, well, I mean, fuck it then. If that's how you're going to react to the situation, I want no part of what you're bringing to the table right now. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another caveat too. Um, Sometimes it takes a little bit of time for people to come around and, and, and even me too. Um, Sometimes you have an argument or something like that and you need a little bit of time to cool down. Everybody's different with that. But uh, but there has to be some sort of communication even there. Um, in, my, in my last relationship, sometimes that would happen. And I would say, listen, I think we need some space. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to talk to you, but, but not yet. Uh, and, and I think that's okay as long as it's a reasonable amount of time. It, it, but it's when there's no promise of that, when it's like, no, don't worry about it. This is over. Like, uh, yeah, I can't deal with that. And and somebody somebody that communicates in that way is probably not someone I want to spend much time and energy on. Yeah. No, I get that. So to tie that into the situation that I've been teasing on the for the next Patreon solo episode for like 10 minutes now, but... The longer I've gone without resolving this issue, the more fuck you I've gotten. And I think maybe that's because they're not taking the steps to, you know, try to make this work when I have. Yeah, this sounds like a, yeah, this, this sounds like an issue of boundaries and what you're willing to accept and what you're not. And and I think if you're going to be an independent, strong person, then you need to have some sense of what you're willing to accept. You have to, you have to set some limit, and you have to say, okay, I can, I can accept it if you're going to be mad at me for a day or two or whatever. But if it's been weeks and they're still not communicating with you, then you, yeah, you got to be strong enough to say that's not okay, and and maybe maybe we're not going to be friends for a while, or maybe we're just not as close as we thought. And that that is going to happen in life uh, many times. So you you got to be strong with that stuff because if you're not, you're you're a pushover, and then anyone can do whatever they want to you, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, not at all. And I think that's exactly what I'm doing is coming to that realization of why the fuck am I dealing with this? Like, why am I the one trying to resolve this when you know what was said, what was done was far worse than what I'm trying to do. Like I've apologized for my wrongdoings. I'm trying to, you know, mend that fence. So what about the fence on your side that's fucking broken? So is that a is that an episode that's already been recorded and released or is that one that's that you're going to record and release? Nope. You know what? I think that's going to get recorded tomorrow. I'm excited for that one, dude, cuz I'm almost positive I know what you're talking about and I'm looking forward to hearing you talk about it. 
Yeah, we've talked about it um, on a on a, a few episodes ago. I'm pretty yep. sure, but um, I'll tell you more about it before uh, we actually end our Discord call when we're done recording. But um, yeah, I will fill you in completely. Yeah, and um, just uh, just a quick just a quick uh, tangent off that is um, being a person with strong boundaries and limitations. It's it has a lot of benefits and, and the opposite uh, being a person with, with nothing like that. It, it's, it's really dangerous. Yeah. And, and I think I, I know people like that in my life and I I've been like that in the past and people just don't respect you. If, if they know that they can get away with whatever they want, then uh, yeah, they, they will. I think I'm repeating myself. So sorry about that, but I, I think it's important. I think it's a strong point to repeat though. So um, and it's something I definitely need to hear. So don't worry about repeating yourself on that point. Yeah, it's a it's a people pleaser thing. It's a codependency thing. And uh, that's that's a tendency that I definitely have. And I think you you relate to that, too. So that kind of comes naturally to us. We, we don't want anyone to be mad at us. We want everyone to like us. So that leads to us not saying no. That leads to us saying, yeah, I understand. No, it's OK. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's my fault, blah, 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 blah. But sometimes it's not, man. Sometimes it's their fault. And uh, and people need to be called on that sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, I've lived a majority of my life where I'm apologizing for things that aren't my fault. Exactly. So I'm, I'm coming to that realization recently where it's like, okay, it's not my fault. And you know what? For the things that are my fault, I'll own up to. I have no problem owning up to them. I'm not being thick-headed. I completely understand where I went wrong. And I'm completely open to hearing your side where you think I went wrong so we can have an open discussion about it. And I just need to be stronger in telling people where they're going wrong. Yeah, and, and speaking as your friend, you know, I'm obviously I'm not privy to everything that's going on in your life, but you're the type of person that's very quick to acknowledge your own faults. So, um, so I, I have to absolutely believe that that you've done your absolute best, and, and you've told me your side of the situation in, in this specific one. So, uh, you you have my support 100. percent And that that's great to hear. That's great to hear because you know with that certain situation. You know, sometimes you feel a little bit alone. Yeah, well, well, you're not, man. You got me, and uh, yeah, that's a, that's another interesting thing. Is in arguments um, where people are mad at each other, sometimes it gets it gets hard to know if it's your fault or not. And you have you have people on one end of the spectrum who are complete narcissists or something like that that never take fault. And if you're dealing with someone like that, they can actually make you think something's your fault when it's not at all. Uh, and I'm not saying that's what's going on with your situation at all. It's just it's just something that I thought of now. But anyway, yeah, it's um, it, it's really difficult sometimes to assess your own blame in situations and be objective. And and we both do this thing where we seek counsel from other people, and that and that's that's useful too. But it all ends up being subjective. So it all does come back to what you're willing to accept. And I don't, I don't even know how to resolve that, but I think there's a point there that I'm not quite making. Well, I will say the first thing you said, hit the nail right on the fucking head. So I think with that, we've been going for a little over an hour now and we do have to record another episode this week. So we can be on time for 17 because 16 is technically going to be a late release. So if you're around, I would like to get 17 done and then we can save this conversation and go forward. One thing that we did point out at the end of um, episode 16, we had a really great talk about meditation and how it was slacking on that. Um, so I was going to start meditating consistently for the week and... Um, report you know my findings like how i've been feeling so tune in to episode 17 because we're going to continue that conversation that we had at the end of 16 um do you have anything else to add to this conversation kyle or are you prepared to wrap this up and uh use this momentum for the next episode yeah let's let's end it cool all right so thank you for listening 
um kind of teased the solo patreon episode for the next one gonna be juicy so subscribe for that link is in the bio download rate subscribe and you know once again thank you for tuning in kyle any last words bye bye